Merry Christmas, listeners. I'm joined today by David Olney. Merry Christmas, David. Merry Christmas, Tim. And Merry Christmas, listeners. Absolutely. A convivial time of year and uh, a joyous one and one that I hope doesn't put too much pressure and strain on families and uni students and all, all those people who are, let's say, trying to keep up with the Joneses. That's the problem we want to tackle today. Gift giving and money particularly at this time of the year seems to be a big pressure on people. The commercialism that surrounds Christmas seems to have distorted what is essentially a religious holiday into something that boosts the economy. And, uh, you know, you can see that by just the amount of sales and catalogs and all kinds of things that that come out at this time of year. And uh, I think some people find that, let's say, disgusting. Let's jump back into historical information we have about 25th of December. First thing we can be pretty sure of, it's got nothing to do with Jesus. Yeah. If we go by the astronomy of what stars were meant to be where, I think Jesus is born sometime in February. Yeah, yeah. What 25th of December lines up with is a Roman festival, the festival of Saturnalia, which was a festival on which it was the wealthy and slave owners made the food and handed it out to the people below them in society. And it was one of the few social occasions in the Roman year where the Romans really got drunk because they were actually normally pretty well behaved. So what it was, it was a social depressurizer. It was a way to take tension out and show maybe some goodwill to stop social upheaval. So how is it we've gone from the Roman version, which is let's make society a less pressurized place? Of course, when Rome became Christian, they lined the dates up nicely to take advantage of something pre-existing, which happens in most cultures. Mm. That's not new. That's fine. It's all about what matters on the day and yet society broadly is so lost Mm. in commercialization that a day that is meant to connect you to more people and diffuse social pressure has become a financial stress a social stress Mm. and something that i think a lot of people wish they could look forward to but actually it's become something for a lot of people i think they go into it just hoping they can endure it and then if they're lucky the day's better than they hoped yeah, yeah, I think that's true. If, if you're not too tired from doing your last-minute shopping the day before, <laughs> it can be a really joyous experience. Uh, as much as sometimes you have to put up with family fights and all those kinds of things, you know, I think if you go in with the best of intentions and you try and make it something that is about the sharing of love and not not to be too kind of airy-fairy, but uh, joy, I guess, yeah, it, it can it can be a really positive thing. But I don't think that rules gift-giving out. I really want to find the good in gift-giving because, uh, as we've kind of talked about before on the podcast, it is one of my primary languages of love. And I think it's actually a really good opportunity to demonstrate the different kinds of languages of love that you can send out and receive at Christmas time. Yeah, I think it's something that really, listeners, think about who you're going to interact with on Christmas Day and what they need. And whether you want to call it the five languages of love or the five languages of gratitude, pick whichever one suits the kind of relation you have mm. with the person in question. But if you want to have a positive impact on them, go with what they need. Mm. If they need time, spend time with them. If they need a present, get them a present. If they need kind words, words of affirmation and gratitude, make sure the words are there. 
you know, do for people what they need. Mm. And if people ask, what do you want for Christmas? Yeah, it's fine. We all historically know how to say, oh, yeah, I want this as a present. Yeah, but if mm-hmm. you don't want a present, what would you like to do with that person that would be really good? Yeah. Would you like to arrange to catch up with them when everything's a bit quieter in the first week of January and have lunch together? Would yeah. you like to go for a hike? What would you like to do? You can step away from the commercialization, but still have a day that is about connecting really well with people who matter. I think that thing of connection for me is really important. Now, I'll admit that I'm part of a secret Santa thing with some of my siblings and the wish list that I was given by uh, the person I have to buy for was a bunch of vouchers, which mm, don't really want to buy vouchers, and two non-fiction books that I've never heard of nor know the author. And I don't want to buy anything from that list. One, mostly because even though I agree with you know that person reading, I don't. I couldn't hold a conversation with that person about those books because so I know no nothing. Connection, so there's then. absolutely no yeah. connection. So I have no, yeah, no, no reason to buy it other than that they want it. And for me, as gift giving is like reasonably important to me, I think quite deeply about the kinds of gifts that I want to get people. And a, a good test is that if I can hold a conversation or share an interest with someone about that gift, for me, that is the kind of thing that I would want to get someone. Yeah, it, it's about what's going to get the best connection. So the example for you know, my wife Karen and I is we don't get each other presents. Instead, we pitch in some money. And on Christmas morning, you know, we have people over, you know, so everyone can have a glass of wine, some cherries, some cheese, mm. a bit of cake. The, the money goes into covering that because that is far more enjoyable to us. You know, my family are an hour one way. Karen's family are an hour another way. If we spent Christmas Day on the road, Karen would end up driving hundreds of kilometres. So we don't go anywhere Christmas Day. Mm. But we have an open door policy in the morning and say, hey, friends, come say hi. That's what will make our Christmas Day really good. Absolutely. So you combine these pieces in whatever way is good for you and the people you're connecting with. So getting people a book where you can look forward to hearing what they think of it Mm. is infinitely better than getting them a book where you go, I got them a book. But where's the connection going to be from doing that? Definitely. I think another lesson to learn I can't remember where I read this from, but I really connected with it, is that the idea of Santa is actually a lesson to be learnt. Well, I think it is anyway. I think it is a good practice of selfless acts. When you are part of a secret Santa group or you are giving to a child under the veil of Santa, uh, sorry if there's anyone listening who still believes in Santa Claus, (laughs) Father Christmas, but you are giving something to someone without receiving recognition for giving that gift. And uh, as a a lesson in, I guess, altruism, if, if you believe in that sort of thing, uh, I think that is something that you can take away from the madness of the full shopping centers and things that you may be encountering this year. Well, even if it's not the selflessness, you know, you'll know from knowing me long enough now that every time there's a beverage in my hand and there's an opportunity to clink glasses, I say Merry Christmas. <laughs> Immaterial of what the day of the year is. Yeah. It's a nice little reminder to me. You're sharing a beverage with someone you like. Mm. Be freaking happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So really, I think part of Christmas Day too is this is a day where if you can put a bit of effort in to party manners, to making sure you bring a positive variant of yourself to the day, mm. the likelihood of getting so much 
goodwill back goes up dramatically. Because people might be worried about Christmas Day because there are old enmities that come up and people's stresses burst through and there's a sort of competitiveness in, you know, what kind of spread people can put on, what kind of gifts go around. You know, stuff all that stuff. Mm. Go into it with as positive a demeanor as you can. Find the positive, happy bit of yourself Mm. and put it to the front on that day because if people see that, you might help them to do the same and in doing so, you'll get far more positiveness reflected back at you than I think you can imagine. And party manners are important most days, but Christmas Day, they're even more important. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, it's that old thing, fake it till you make it. <laughs> well, if you know how to be positive some days, you're not faking it. Mm. You're just choosing this is what you're going to try and do until it works because it will make the day better for you and everyone else. And as a consequence, you'll have a much nicer day. Better choice theory. Yeah. I, I think, you know, what I would like for our listeners is if you're particularly feeling financial pressures this time of year, there is absolutely no shame in giving a voucher for an act of service, say washing a car or simply even writing a card with a little bit more substance to it than Merry Christmas from X. You know, some words of affirmation. Spending that quality time on the day, your mere presence can be a present, funnily enough. Yeah. And for some people, even a hug, you know, um, that physical touch kind of thing. But, you know, again, for some people, perhaps like myself, the act of giving is also a love language. So what I would hope is that for people out there who are, yeah, particularly feeling that financial struggle, please don't feel shame for not bringing, you know, expensive presents to to another person, especially if you're uh, receiving them and it's not reciprocated in that sense. I would feel, I would hope that people out there can feel proud of giving some alternatives in terms of quality time, some kind of active service, or, you know, things that, that don't cost money, but make the other person feel love. I would hope that people can feel proud of doing that in response, perhaps, to receiving uh, receiving gifts. Yeah, it doesn't have to. There's no such thing as perfect reciprocity. Mm. As long as both people are happy, that's reciprocity. Mm. They both got what they need. Everything's pretty much good. And so I think for this Christmas, we're going to say that it's, you know, it's the thought that counts. So. <laughs> well, it's the manifestation of the thought that counts. Yes, it's what you do that to makes make you sure people are. see it. Yes. So once again, it, it, you can think things, but people don't know what you're thinking. You've got to show them. Mm. So yeah, what you do is how you'll be perceived on Christmas Day. Absolutely. With that, Merry Christmas, listeners. And thank you very much, David. Uh, I hope you enjoy your holidays. Merry Christmas, Tim. And listeners, eat lots of turkey or faux turkey or mince pies or eggnog or not eggnog. Have a big sleep and then eat leftovers. (laughs) Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe and like our Facebook page. Search for Blind Insights with David Olney. Also, don't forget that we have merchandise. Thank you to the OzCast Network. Peace out.